Good evening, friend. This is Old Hat winding down here at the end of the day. Got another story for you. Got a little song, maybe. I think I got a song in me tonight. If you hear any crunching in the background, it's uh, Emmy Lou, the Wonder Dog. She's in and having her dinner. Been rainy here all day, so she's extra hungry, I think. So if you hear crunching, it's it's not me. It's her. <laughs> oh, Emmy Lou? Well, let's see. Emmy Lou is a border collie. She weighs about 40 pounds, and she's black and white, and one half of her face is white, and the other half of her face is solid black. She's very pretty, and she's incredibly, incredibly smart, and she loves to play fetch. She just loves when people will throw a ball, and she can go get it and bring it back and do it again. That's her favorite thing to do. So if you ever come over and you want Emmy Lou to be your friend, because she looks a little scary sometimes because she's a big dog, right? But all you have to do is say, go get a ball. And she will run and get you a ball and come back and she'll push it to you and you can pick it up and throw it. And she loves that. And you'll be her best friend after that. <laughs> she's a good dog. She's a good dog who has been known to chase a rabbit once or twice. And we're talking about rabbits tonight in the story. A lot of you like the Peter Rabbit story. And the same author, Beatrix Potter, wrote a bunch of stories. I'm apparently going to read you a bunch of them because I like them too. Tonight's is The Tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. It is said that the effect of eating too much lettuce is soporific. And I'm going to stop here and tell you that's a really big word that means sleepy. I didn't know that, but I'll tell you something. People that read a lot of books learn a lot of big words, and that's a good one. Soporific, it means sleepy. Back to the book. I have ne never felt sleepy after eating lettuces, but then I am not a rabbit. They certainly had a very soporific effect on the Flopsy bunnies. When Benjamin Bunny grew up, he married his cousin Flopsy. They had a large family, and they were very improvident and cheerful. Improvident means... They weren't very good with their money, but they were cheerful. I do not remember the separate names of their children. They were generally called the Flopsy Bunnies. As there was not always quite enough to eat, Benjamin used to borrow cabbages from Flopsy's brother, Peter Rabbit, who kept a nursery garden. Sometimes Peter Rabbit had no cabbages to spare. When this happened, the Flopsy Bunnies went across the field to the, a rubbish heap in the ditch outside Mr. McGregor's garden. Mr. McGregor's rubbish heap was a mixture. There were jam pots and paper bags and mountains of chopped grass from the mowing machine, which always tasted oily, and some rotten vegetable marrows and an old boot or two. One day, oh joy, there were a quantity of overgrown lettuces which had shot into flour. And I, as a farmer, I will tell you that once you're I say bolted. When the lettuce bolts, you can't eat it anymore. But apparently, bunnies can. Back to the book. The Flopsy Bunnies simply stuffed lettuces. By degrees, one after another, they were overcome with slumber and lay down in the mown grass. Benjamin was not so much overcome as his children. Before going to sleep, he was sufficiently wide awake to put a paper bag over his head to keep off the flies. The little Flopsy Bunnies slept delightfully in the warm sun. From the lawn beyond the garden came the distant clackety sound of the mowing machine. The blue bottles buzzed about the wall, and a little old mouse picked over the rubbish among the jam pots. 
I can tell you her name. She was called Thomasina Tittlemouse, a wood mouse with a long tail. She rustled across the paper bag and awakened Benjamin Bunny. The mouse apologized profusely and said that she knew Peter Rabbit. While she and Benjamin were talking, close under the wall, they heard a heavy tread above their heads, and suddenly Mr. McGregor emptied out a sack full of lawn mowings right upon top of the sleeping Flopsy Bunnies. Benjamin shrank down under his paper bag, and the mouse hid in a jam pot. The little rabbit smiled sweetly in their sleep under the shower of grass. They did not awake because the lettuces had been so soporific. They dreamt that their mother Flopsy was tucking them up in a bed of hay. Mr. McGregor looked down after emptying his sack. He saw some funny little brown tips of ears sticking up through the lawn mowings. He stared at them for some time. Presently, a fly settled on one of them, and it moved. Mr. McGregor climbed down to the rubbish heap. One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits, said he as he dropped them into his sack. The Flopsy Bunnies dreamt that their mother was turning them over in bed. They stirred a little in their sleep, but they still did not wake up. Mr. McGregor tied up the sack and left it on the wall. He went away to put away the mowing machine. While he was gone, Mrs. Flopsy Bunny, who had remained at home, came across the field. She looked suspiciously at the sack and wondered where everybody was. Then the mouse came out of her jam pot, and Benjamin took the paper bag off his head, and they told the doleful tale. Benjamin and Flopsy were in despair. They could not undo the string. But Mrs. Tittlemouse was a resourceful person. She nibbled a hole in the bottom corner of the sack. The little rabbits were pulled out and pinched to wake them up. Their parents stuffed the empty sack with three rotten vegetable marrows, an old blacking brush, and two decayed turnips. Then they all hid under a bush and watched for Mr. McGregor. <laughs> Mr. McGregor came back and picked up the sack and carried it off. He carried it hanging down as if it were rather heavy. The Flopsy Bunnies followed at a safe distance. They watched him go into his house, and then they crept up to the window to listen. Mr. McGregor threw the sack down on the stone floor in a way that would have been extremely painful to the Flopsy Bunnies if they had happened to be inside of it. They could hear him drag his chair on the flagstone floor and chuckle, One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits, said Mr. McGregor. Eh, what's that? What have they been spoiling now? inquired Mrs. McGregor. One, two, three, four, five, six little fat rabbits, repeated Mr. McGregor, counting on his fingers. One, two, three. Don't you be silly. What do you mean, you silly old man? In the sack. One, two, three, four, five, six, replied Mr. McGregor. The youngest Flopsy Bunny got up on the window sill. Mrs. McGregor took hold of the sack and felt it. She said she could feel six, but they must be old rabbits because they were so hard in all different shapes. Not fit to eat, but the skins will do fine to line my old cloak. Line your old cloak, shouted Mr. McGregor. I shall sell them and buy myself backy. Rabbit tobacco. I shall skin them out and cut off their heads, said Mrs. McGregor. She untied the sack and put her hand inside. When she felt the vegetables, she became very, very angry. She said that Mr. McGregor had done it a purpose. 
He had played a trick on her, and Mr. McGregor was very angry too. One of the rotten marrows came flying through the kitchen window and hit the youngest Flopsy Bunny. It was rather hurt. Then Benjamin and Flopsy thought that it was time to go home. So Mr. McGregor did not get his tobacco, and Mrs. McGregor did not get her rabbit skins. But next Christmas, Thomasina Tittlemouse got a present of enough rabbit wool to make herself a cloak and a hood and a handsome muff and a pair of warm mittens. The end. I enjoyed that story. I hope you did too. Well, tonight I thought I would sing you a song that, uh, again, it's one that I've sung to all of my kids and to my grandchildren, and I figured I could sing it to you too, and you'd probably be okay with it. It's a good song, but it's a good story too. So instead of just having a, a quick little song, it's a little longer, but it's a good story too. I like it. And it goes kind of like this. There is a young cowboy, he lives on the range. His horse and his cattle are his only companions. He works in the saddle and he sleeps in the canyons, waiting for summer, his pastures to change. And as the moon rises, he sits by his fire, Thinking about mommy and glasses of milk. Closing his eyes as the doggies retire. He sings out a song which is soft but it's clear. As if maybe someone could hear. So good night ye moonlight ladies. rock by sweet baby Jane. Deep greens and blues are the colors I choose. Won't you let me go down in my dreams and rock a sweet baby James? Now the first of December was covered with snow, and so was the turnpike from Stockbridge to Boston. Though the Berkshires seem dreamlike on account of that frosting, with ten miles behind me and ten thousand more to go. There's a song that they sing when they take to the highway, a song that they sing when they take to the sea, a song that they sing of their home in the sky. Maybe you can believe it if it helps you to sleep. But the singing works just fine for me. So good night, ye moonlight ladies. rock by sweet baby James. Deep greens and blues are the colors I choose. Won't you let me go down in my dreams and rock by sweet baby James? I really like that one. I hope you like that song too. And I hope you sleep great tonight. I hope that you dream sweet dreams if you dream at all.
I'm praying that you'll be safe and that you'll be warm and that you'll be calm and that the sun will come up in the morning and that you will wake up and have a wonderful day. Remember that you're loved with an everlasting love, always, no matter what. Good night.